0: To a Mexican at Redneck Father of the World, we're your hosts and surrogate fathers, Juan and Ben. Today we'll be discussing dealing with the loss of a loved one. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm good. 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 So you've had an exciting week, per se, maybe? Nine days. uh, Different. Different? (laughs) uh, it's been uh, at least uh, emotional rollercoaster. Would you not say? Definitely. Yeah. So um, good words. <laughs> yeah. So today we're going to be discussing, with your permission, and I just thank you for your your openness to this. As far as you you just had the loss of your father. Which, yes. First of all, I want to say that you know, um, sorry for your loss. Mm. You know. And thank you. Just, uh, I know it's not easy, and I know it's not going to be easy to open up. But I think uh, maybe just talking about this, and there's going to be a bunch of guys out there that. I believe it's going to help a bunch of guys just kind of dealing with this loss. Sure. Sure. I hope so. So, um, and I was hoping this
1: episode might be 20 years from now or so. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Established fan base, not what is it like episode five or six or something?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those where honestly I didn't see it coming. Um, I, when you called me and told me that this happened, I was kind of like I was taken back, and I was kind of like, wait, "Wait, wait, what?" And, um, but you know, I just want to hear your perspective. Like that morning when you got the news, let's let's start there. Like, how, how did your, how did your morning start before you got the news?
1: Normal morning, make coffee, get ready for work. I'm working virtual, like a lot of people. uh-huh so just doing my work thing, and then. My grandpa calls, and because he's he's still alive. My grandpa is 82. My dad was 62 when he died. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and, uh, and I'm 35, so, you know, it's I'm spread out pretty good. And, yeah. It's, and so, uh, yeah, I just got the call, and it's just like, what? <laughs> you know, they always say it felt like the world stopped. Uh-huh. Because him and I were close, you know. And so it was a... Uh, it, it was a hit, for sure.
0: So what was it, um, what was your, like, what thoughts went through your mind at that moment, like, when you got the news? I mean, especially for me, it just seems kind of surreal. It's like, here's your grandfather calling you that he's just lost his son. Yeah. And you, you've just lost a father. Yeah. I, I,
1: there's, there's a level of shock, like, for me. I know everybody's different, but there was definitely just, oh, my goodness. Like, you you know, you're a child, you know, your parents are going to die. Yeah. But maybe it was being naive to the reality of it or arrogant. Like, well, that it's not time for that yet. I don't have to prepare for that yet, you know? And so there's a level of shock where, oh my, he's only 62. Yeah. Which which I, I am I wanna say I am fortunate because I got thirty five years with my dad and that's more than some people ever get with their parents. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm very fortunate in that regard. And him and I really tried to make our relationship work. Um um the whole time he was alive and and so it's But I felt really bad, too, because my first thought was, oh, my goodness, my dad's dead. This is sad. But then I thought, oh, my goodness, my grandfather's son is dead. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty hard and still is kind of hard because what happened to me is is an expected natural thing. Mm -hmm. You just kind of know it's going to happen. But for my grandfather, I really felt bad for him because that's
0: being a parent. It's like that's something you never want to have to deal with. Yeah, it almost seems like in the, the conversation should have been maybe a little bit backwards to where he, your dad's calling you, well, hey, telling you grandpa just died. But in that sure. scenario is just, I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't even, I can't even imagine what that felt like. Um, he described it as a nightmare, and yeah. I agreed. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, tell me about your dad. Like, who, who, what, what was he to you? Like, I know he's your dad, but what, what, what did this loss? Like, I mean, it's when we lose a loved one, when we lose a father, like, how do you, What? what is, where has that taken you? What is that, what is that doing to you? Well, like I said, him and I, we did
1: have a good relationship when he died. And I, I lucked up in that regard, I think. Um, I say luck. It was, it was really hard work, uh, to, to maintain a good relationship. Cause, you get comfortable pursuing your career, taking care of your own family. And I have observed that sometimes people forget that they have parents, <laughs> you know, and and they spend time with them or talk to them. But, I, you know, I made sure to call them, tried to call them every week, if not more. We texted a lot, jokes or whatever. And so when my dad died, there was no guilt. There was no unsettled anything. You know, there wasn't this begrudging feud. There wasn't unanswered questions. There, there was more of a... He wasn't so much this mythical. He's my dad figure up in the clouds, you know. Mm-hmm. It's my dad became my friend. And I became my dad's friend in some regard. Like, he's still my father. But there's a friendship as men. Uh, when I became a father, he started looking at me as a father. And when I became a husband, he started looking at me like, oh, you're a husband too, you know. So it wasn't uh, – it it It's not like I feel just, oh, everything's gone, and I have all these lingering issues. I really settled all debts with him and with all people. I I don't think I owe anyone an apology, and I don't think anyone owes me an apology or an explanation. I feel very, uh, very settled in in emotional debts, if you will.
0: Okay. So tell me about that as far as, like, because you're talking about, like, I think you're very fortunate in that sense that you actually you have. it sounds like you have a little bit of a peace or greater peace than maybe the average guy out there with the loss of a father
1: i i do i do i i have i have a sense of peace one in the way him and i both both chose to 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 act in our
0: relationship towards each other how did that start because that's you know i'm talking about from my perspective i'm thinking like man i'm I don't really have that with my dad. Like if he was to go away, um, I I had these thoughts like, man, there's so many things that I haven't told him, so many things that I haven't expressed to him that I want to do before he's gone. If you're okay with that.
1: Yeah, no, I'm okay with everything with you, Juan. It's just you and me here. No one else is going to hear this, so it's all good. It. I'm I'm very tenacious at times when I want something at the very least I just put it out there Um, and I I try not to hold back because I don't want people I I don't want the lingering of what if I missed an opportunity and so I just I I think I called him one day because because it had been a little bit of a rocky relationship he had made some bad choices there were some substance abuse issues and stuff. But he he basically had, had been trying to straighten his life out the past couple of years. And I was fortunate to get that. I, I do not discount how fortunate I am that the past few years he was really straightening his life out. Um, and I just called him one day and said, hey, there's a lot of bad stuff in the past. I got bad feelings towards you, and, and I you may have bad feelings towards me, but... I want to clear the air, you know, man to man. Let's let's do this. You know, yeah, there may have been some mistakes, but I forgive you, and I had to take that step and say I forgive you for anything you did. Um, and it seems like, uh, well, how arrogant can you be to go up to someone and say I forgive you? But one, I needed to say it for me to know that he heard it. But I needed to say it again uh, so that he could hear it. So I just told him, "I, you know, you need to know that you and me are square. I'm not going to hold anger. I'm not going to hold frustration. We're good and clear. And, and everything's forgiven. And of course, I didn't just go into it. We talked for a little while and I slowly eased into it. It was like a two-hour conversation. But in short, for the sake of this uh, conversation, I just said to him, hey, we... We need to be square i want to rebuild this relationship i i want to know you as a man man to man you've been alive i think he was like 58 or 59 at the time you've been alive for this many years and i've been alive for this many years we are both men you have children i have children you've had a wife for 15 years i'm still married for the past 12 years like we're men and we need to bond as men and that's what we did and we found common interest and if we couldn't talk about our emotions then we would talk about our common interests which we both like cars guitars guns that kind of stuff you know redneck things <laughs> <laughs> <So> you- <laughs> that's
0: fun that's fun so you did have a common interest with your dad before that this conversation yeah, we, we shared a lot. We love uh, sports
1: cars, trucks, vintage vehicles. Uh, we have a passion for those. Um, we both love music, and roughly, the, he was an old hippie, you know, <laughs> in some regards. But uh, we had a, a vast array of music because we were both musicians. So we shared some stuff, and and he liked gardening and chickens, like like we do. Uh, so we could discuss that and. And he just really had a uh, loved uh, studying people, you know. Had a real interest in humans, and so that was always fascinating to hear his perspective.
0: He could he could really pick people apart. So, tell me about that transition of going because it almost sounds like you had a transition where you went from being his son, and there's this kind of like this gate or this you know this. Um, Separation because there's there's level of respect and it's like, oh that's my dad. Oh, I can't talk to him about these certain subjects. But then you you broke through that and you went into a level of relationship where it's like, hey, this he's my dad, but he's still he's also my friend. Tell me about that. How did that how did that go about? Part of it came from me basically
1: deciding to I don't to stop acting like a child. <laughs> I don't... Sorry to be so blunt, but I, I don't know another... I'm sure there's a really good psychological medical term to describe it, but I don't know it, so... Define that for, for so us. So I stopped saying... You know, it seems like if you, if you grow up in more of a broken home, kind of like I did, your... People tend to go... Um, well, my dad did this, or or my mom did that. But I kind of grew up and realized somewhere in my 20s, hey, this is a person just like me. He had his faults, he had his hurts growing up, just like me. And and even as an adult, he's not going to get it all right. He can't be this superhero person that maybe society paints dads as in some regard. He's still a man. He's he still had hopes when he passed. He still had things he wanted to do. Uh, he still had insecurities, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. And accepting accepting him as a person, seeing his faults, weaknesses, and and his hopes and ambitions, even at the age of of sixty two. <clears throat> that really helped me break down, uh, break down some of those walls. Like, oh, this is just another dude in the world to some regard, you know.
0: Mm.
1: At at my age, he had the same thoughts I had because he would say things, and he was like, "Oh, I was real worried about this in my thirties, but now in my sixties, I don't care," you know. And I was mm-hmm. like. Well, I worry about that in my 30s, you know, but I built off of his shoulders and thought, well, if he doesn't care at 60, why should I care at 35, you know, and, 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 and kind of really listening to him, sympathizing, empathizing with him. My goodness, he's a, her- a human show kindness just because he's your dad doesn't mean you can hold bitterness. He can't get it all right. And that's one thing I, that helped me overcome it was to realize he's, he's not a superhero. He's a person with person feelings, person thoughts, and he's, he's no different from the rest of us. He just happens to be my dad. And that's the only thing that sets him apart and makes him more special to me, of course.
0: What have you learned through this as far as like, now you're a dad, you have um, children. What do you want to uh, pass on to your kids? What do you want to learn from this experience? Don't don't waste your time. Like I
1: didn't before, I need to specify that. I'm, my kids tell me I'm a great dad and and I try to take them hiking and play cars. We played Legos last night in the floor. Uh, we, I share in, uh, we worked in the garden yesterday, uh, me and my son and, and we watched my daughters chase chickens and play with them. And, (laughs) but this will end, you know, it, when you finish this, listening to this people listening, whoever you may be, go call your parents. They will die. You will die. You know, you you could be the one that they wish they would have talked to just one more time. You know, they could be the one that you wish you would have called. You know, you never know because I sat, uh, was it today, Friday? So on Tuesday, a few days ago, I sat in a funeral home and I watched a father bury a son. I watched a sister bury her brother. Uh, Kids were burying their parents. Grandkids were burying their grandparent. And, uh, and a best friend, his best friend drove all the way from Alabama to Dallas, Texas, just to to bury him and actually performed his service, did a great job. But, you know, they, they had known each other since they were in their early twenties, something like 40 years of friendship. And, and it's just like, whatever they had at that moment is what they have, you know? And so your time's important. Play trucks with your kids. Don't mow the yard. Play trucks with your kids. Don't go do some stupid project that you think is important. Take your kids for a bike ride or just go for a walk. It'll mean the world to them. If you have crazy teenagers that can barely stand you, find the thing they absolutely love to do and then take them to do it even if you hate it. If, if you can't stand your parents, that's fine, but try to find resolution with them. And if you love your parents, schedule a, a, a thing to do with them, you know. But value your time. It's it's important. Time is your greatest asset, and it's your most important one. So, it, you know, don't waste it, because... And everybody says this, but it's a cliche because it's true. But when they're gone, they're gone. Mm. You can't, I can't call my dad again or send him a silly text. That's it. Uh, and and live your life right because from his perspective, what he died with, how he died, you know, that's, that's it. That's his final thing. So if you got problems in your life that you want to sort out, you know. Sort them out now. Because if you were to go right this moment, however
0: your life is, that's it. Mm. So what about what would you tell? What do you say to the guy out there who's listening to this podcast and they're just like, they want to do it. They want to have a good relationship with their dad. They want to do have that experience, but they're just gripped with fear right now. What do you? What would you say to them?
1: Don't give in to fear. I hate fear. I hate fear so much. I cannot express that. You were meant to live. Your fear is something that you have created. Now I understand, with that being said, I wanna make a responsible statement. I know some parents just don't want relationships with their kids, it seems like. I think every dad starts out wanting to be a good dad but maybe their insecurity and their hurt and their issues, maybe their guilt from being a difficult dad or or mother, either way, a parent, is is so overwhelming that maybe it's hard for them to even be around you because it reminds them of their mistakes they made raising you. Mm. Maybe they hurt someone who maybe they hurt people and they did some stuff that's very hard to forgive. I, I don't know. You know, some people have done some really bad stuff and, and, and I can't, I don't know if I can help those people and I can't speak to every circumstance because I've only lived through mine. But even if your parents aren't willing to reach back, which I, like I said, I was very blessed and um, <clears throat> thankful to have had the opportunity to to have a father who wanted to have a relationship with me Um, but I, I I don't I just say go for it you know say what you need to say do what you need to do get it out there And if if they reach back, great. If not, keep reaching for them. You'll feel better knowing you tried, even if nothing came from it. It may be hard. It may be difficult. It may be frustrating. And they may continue to reject you. But it seems like my trying was one thing that's helping me get through all of this, because I know I tried. And and you can only control what you do. You Mm -hmm. can't control what they do, and you have to remember that. And 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 those thoughts really have helped me get through,
0: um, get through all of this, you know. Mm. Well, Ben, I want to thank you for being uh, vulnerable with us and just opening up and allowing these, uh, allowing me to just even ask you these questions. And I just, I I hope that the the words that we we we've spoken today that they will help some guy out there and just maybe have a better relationship with their dad, with their son, with their you know, with their loved ones. I know this is not easy, what you have gone through, but I do appreciate you just being willing to be open. And uh, with that being said, guys, I just want to thank you all for listening to A Mexican and a Redneck Father of the world. We are your, we are Juan and Ben. We love you. We are proud of you for who you are and your willingness to make a change. Hey, hey.